Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole thing? Nothing? Nothing? All right, guys, we're, 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 we're restarting this. We've got, I swear to God, the things we were saying were so insightful. Amazing. You'll, you'll never believe it. It was. It was a good show. We'll do it again. We'll, we'll remember all that stuff, probably in a compressed nature. Uh, I'm Taylor Sorrells. This is episode number 248 of the Barrel Proof Podcast. 49. We're 249. Shit, you're right. It is 249. That's what happens when you have to do a redo. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm counting backwards. I think once we, we've done it, so now it'll just be connected. Like, we'll cut a lot of that fluff. Yeah, and so we mean the right fluffy the so many right That's the sultry tones of uh, Ty Smith over there, and then Robbie Barker is also with us. Thanks, hey guys, for being here. Patrick is the man, uh, sort of manning the buttons. I give Patrick a hard time. He does a lot more work on this than I do, so I, I, I'll, I'll give him a, a pass on the 15 minutes of dead air that we had before. Uh, okay, so let's hit the highlights. One great tournament weekend in Cincinnati uh, for Louisville City Academy. A lot of fun. Uh, Mine and Patrick's kids had a great had a great uh, three games, even though it didn't come out. They all didn't come out the way we wanted to. A lot of progress. We're pleased with that. The academy is really good place for us and for our kids, and we're happy about that. Ty, I'm sure, has the same thing to say. Ty was uh, ridiculous. Was spent what three four hours on the road going up and back because yes. you went, Ty, well, Ty went yeah. up and then he came down. I wasn't going to obviously miss the playoff game, so we went up and played a couple games. I, don't, and then don't you shame came me like back, that? Came back for the playoffs for the Riverhounds coming in who. We owed a revenge. You know, you look at the stats. The Pittsburgh have come down here and beat us four out of the last six times in yeah, Louisville. That's true. Including they hadn't we, we hadn't beaten them yeah. in Louisville why, the last why three do times. We have we played. a problem with Pittsburgh Ruined at home. Up. Yep. Obviously they're a good team, but I I thought it's since Bob I, I called it. There. I thought we were gonna steamroll them. We could have steamrolled them four nothing. It was two nothing, which was plenty, but I knew we owed them one, and they ruined Lynn Family Stadium's. Yeah, that's in, the bigger you know, one. First game. Well, I wouldn't put the blame all on that. And it's just, yeah. it, it, it was, I think it was written. I think we, we're in the way we're playing right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Vindication. So, it, it, was a, yeah. it was a good game. It was a tight game, but it was a game that Louisville City had more or less complete control over. I agree. Uh, created the bulk of the good chances in the first half, including there was only one big chance per fought mob in the entire game. I have to assume it's the great low ball that. Oscar drilled in to Cam to start to open to open the scoring, mm-hmm. uh, which we discussed uh, not while not recording how great that was. <laughs> uh, but the, just the presence of mind to realize that a high cross isn't going to get the job done against a very tall uh, set of defenders like Pittsburgh has, and then for Cam to be in the right place and have the presence of mind and the control to put that ball where no one else could get it. Uh, fabulous way to open the scoring. Should have had two or three more, frankly. Own B, uh, Meg's. Meg's one defender and just hits Vitello's uh, right or left foot, I guess. Vitello had a good game, uh, and it was unfortunate, really, for him uh, to get the, to let the second one roll over his glove and go in on on, the, on Corbin's uh, goal in the second mm-hmm. half. But the guy had a really good game. Aside from that, like that that sucks. I, I don't I don't feel bad for him, but the neutral certainly could, and I wouldn't blame him. Uh, but on the other hand, he had three spectacular, frankly, saves uh, that kept it from being an absolute whitewashing in my book. Um, yeah. Louisville City, after going up, pretty much uh, they, they didn't stop attacking. Second half really kept the game in front of them the whole time. Uh, wasn't bunker ball by any stretch, but we're content to kind of slow the tempo down, put the impetus on Pittsburgh to make something happen, and just couldn't do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, Roberto, I think, you're next. Yeah, I think overall we, we mentioned already that on the balance of play, it was a very fair result. 2-0 really represented the game. We had a lot of chances, uh, good chances compared to them. And on another day, like you said, it could have been three or four, but I think two reflected the game. I think that we have to... You know, exercise that demon of Bob Lilly, and we yes, did that. Yes. And uh, getting the early goal, we've always said, you know, not to be a broken record, but for us as a team, especially at home, it's key to start strongly, get ahead of teams, because we know how notorious this league can be for time wasting, killing the clock. When we get down, we know what the other team's going to do. So by getting ahead, it opens them up a little bit. And again, we showed our quality. We showed what we can do. And then we joked about the, the screamer from Corbin Bone to put a little cherry on top. And, <laughs> right. and you know, we've they had a bit of a disagreement. That's so much top spin on. That's yeah, we've had a little do. disagreement in the group here. I think from my perspective... I would expect a youth keeper to have saved that, and the, the rest of the guys have been a lot more charitable. I was cutting him some slack. I thought, you know, yeah. it was a tough he, – he, he got in front of it, yeah. which is the first step, yeah. and maybe could have parried it away or punched it, but it was it, the ball wasn't, wasn't coming at him um, with any predictability in my mind. I mean, it was hit strongly. Mm -hmm. It was bouncing. So you saw it though; it did have a ton of. I, was, I wasn't making yeah. that up. It had a ton of spin on it. <laughs> and how in the world it, it, it has that top spin on it to come? It, that yeah, you know. So it's it, a, part of it's a function of the way he hit he the way he hit it with yeah. his hand, but still. And the commentary team did a good job, and we talked about the fact that uh, Jason Johnson made a great run out wide, overlapping really run, opened up the space, but also. If, if that ball gets just gathered in with no problem, he's probably going to be talking to C Corbin in no uncertain mm -hmm. terms about how open he was on that, that yeah. ball through. But great run from him, and, and I think we, we all feel like he did a good job when he came on, really added, uh, made some impact on the, off the bench. Yeah, I think, and, he, and he's, a, he's a big threat to come in with some energy. And Ty, you, you were talking about the play of the game. Yeah, again. so I'll go through. This is actually good because we – we did have a lot of fluff for 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to run through my bullet points. City Dad takeaways for this game. Let's hear it. All right. Two offensive, two defensive. Yeah. Offensive, obviously, Cam Lancaster is the best striker in the league. For him to hit that shot one time of a screamer of a cross on the ground and to do that, it, it's unbelievable that he just keeps surprising me on the ways he can score and the different pages in his playbook. In terms of finishing, it's unbelievable. I, I want to add on to that if I could, Tom. Sure, I, know sure. we, I know your time is limited, but ours is not. So, so. Uh, <laughs> Cam has got to be the focal point of a Bob Dilly, a Bob Dilly, Bob Lilly defensive plan, right? Like right. he's he's the guy. You take him out, and you know we can still score, but he's option A, B. Not, it's not like Tyler Pasher situation necessarily, but the fact that he got as loose as he did on three separate occasions. Uh, to create scoring chances and you know two of which didn't come off, but that one that that second the one that he didn't score that he probably should have right was like that shouldn't happen. Like how do you let him get that free that loose get one on one against your goalkeeper? Well, ever? he's he he had a awesome you know shielding of the ball from that Raymond Lee who came in the veteran fullback came in for Bob Lilly a little bit. I haven't seen him much this season, no, but we found out Cam, why. You know, Cam totally. Bossed, uh, bossed he bodied, him, bodied him a little bit. Bodied there. him to get the ball, and that's what Cam does. And but Taylor, that dovetails into my second offensive takeaway. That's why I'm here, which is which is that we hit the channels. We hit that long ball. That was a long ball to Cam, in which he can use his body to get the to to, to beat the defender and get on goal. And we use that to a plum 
in that game because it was multiple times that they're caught up pressing us. They yeah. were pressing for sure. And I was like, well, Pittsburgh's not going to – one, Pittsburgh can't keep this up all game. Like, we, we saw that last year in the playoff game. They yeah. can't press – for 90 it, minutes. No, no one could do it so, for 90 minutes. It's too, it wears you out. They were pressing so yeah. hard, but we saw it, obviously, and we're hitting those channels. We had we had counterattacks with Antoine on the left coming in and almost scoring with Ombi. Should have, yeah. Should have. We had Cam on the right side in that channel where they're pressed up, pressed up, pressed up. And so it just it's a, awesome for us to be able to see that and to start going route one. To the, to the channels, to the, the way space. way God intended it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if you look at that one chance, you know, Coach Emmanuel 101, look at the defenders. Both their defenders were in our – they had nobody as a, as, a, mm -hmm. as a sweeper in that situation to cover them. So you're absolutely right, Ty. Team pressing that high, that aggressively, you've got to occasionally turn them around, especially when you've got some pace out on the wings. Right. And Lancaster's no slouch either. He's, he's not a burner by any no. means, but he can run and he showed his strength there. Maybe the Pittsburgh fans might be – challenging whether or not that would have been a foul if he scored but yeah. i think it was probably a good 50 50 challenge from yeah perspective. i think he, he bodied him up well i mean we that's how we i i don't i mean i that would have been a soft call if they'd made it yeah you, i mean anyway i you can't i mean play in the first half isn't the one that generally determines the the outcome of a game nine times out of ten but it does happen uh so I, i'll just finish up real quick yeah. the defensive takeaways the two there and like you say the play of the game for me taylor was speedy williams Herring, I like that word because I think Roberto would say that <laughs> in England. Herring or or other places. Stephen Dos Santos for that rebound shot in the first half, the twelfth yeah. or thirteenth minute, we were going to be down yeah, one nothing. Absolutely. It was a beautiful chance. Speedy gave the ball away. I mean, Speedy lost the ball, and they put they put. I think it was Decoy in who had the first opportunity. Right. I mean, Ben stands strong. What a save! First and then second. Speedy has tracked back and is on Dos Santos's hip, such that he can't he can't follow it up. And it was just to stay with that play and to get in front and to be on that that man for the rebound was an unbelievable play. And it's team defense, which is my last takeaway. It's team defense. Everybody is defending well right now. Pittsburgh didn't look dangerous, other than that chance. I did not feel threatened. The whole the whole second half, like I said, I. The, if you look at the stats for this game, they actually look pretty even. Frankly, Pittsburgh outpossessed us. They had a bit of a better passing day, uh, but everything else kind of, you know, it's fairly even both sides. Louisville City just managed, frankly, created created more chances. Only one big chance, uh, according to Fatma, but created, but just one more scoring chance. Period. But Pittsburgh had one shot on target the whole game, and that was it. Wow, that was it. Uh, yeah. Didn't do anything else. Like so. Credit to Hackworth, frankly. I think the second half was an adjustment where it, this it wasn't. We didn't bunker by any stretch, by any stretch, but we were we were like we're going to keep the game in front of us. We're, we can let them have the ball in the midfield, just around the center circle. But once it gets to the wings, McMahon did a great job. Uh, they didn't. They Pittsburgh tried to take advantage of of what is usually a very high Oscar Jimenez uh, and and Antoine Hopino, and that just didn't really pan out. They put their two mm -hmm. best attacking players in Robbie Mertz and uh, Ryan James, I think, on the right side, and they didn't do anything. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of credit goes to the defense and how, A, how they set up, and B, how they just kind of approach the second half uh, as being a lot more comfortable absorbing pressure, which Pittsburgh didn't really apply as much of given the, you know, given who they are and what they've done this season. I think that that kind of is a product of 
beating the crap out of Loudon, Loudon United and Philly Union too all season. Uh, and, you know, Indy exposed them twice, and uh, I didn't know whether to take those as instructive or outliers, and it turns out maybe it's a little bit more instructive than we thought. But still a really good team, still the team that I was most worried about going we into were. this weekend. We were definitely most worried uh, about them. Going into the playoffs, yeah. period. Uh, and so now we get to play, you know, St. Louis for the fifth fucking time. <laughs> you can Is this Patrick an a, a formal care. Kings Cup if we're going to transition no, to that I, game? because the Lilligan says it's not because the, the Kings Cup is supposed to be only determined by regular season contests. Fair enough. So, uh, you know, Maybe we I, I don't think they we would care if they won the game. The I don't think they'd beforehand. care if they came home with a trophy or not. <laughs> just in case. Yeah, if it's not even up for grabs, we just have it. We should definitely, like, parade it just to let them know. Psychological we should just battle. pass it around the stands. May, and, like, make and a, a TFO oh, with, no, with the cup and, like, MC Hammer can't touch this type situation. <laughs> well, may, maybe before we transition welcome, to John what's Harper. coming, great idea. You, you mentioned his name in passing, but we don't maybe don't give enough credit. Sure. Uh, what, Coach of the Month, USL Coach of the Month. Yeah, that's right. He did. John Hackworth. So, congrats to him. And I don't think there could be anyone else in the frame, to be honest. You know, I did read his the press release that uh, Louisville City sent out for that today, and Hackworth was his typical effusive and uh, self-deprecatory <laughs> self, uh, just saying, oh, you know, it's a team effort, da-da-da-da-da. I think he des- deserves a lot of credit for this is a uh, – oh, 2020 is the weirdest freaking year I've ever been alive, uh, and it's that, that's the ca- got to be the case for everyone else involved in, you know, the organization at least. I'm not involved, but they are. Yeah. Uh, and given the way we started and the, all the hurdles we've had to deal with and the schedule we've had uh, and, you know, all the other crazy stuff that, you know, periphery and COVID and all, you name it. Uh, Hackworth has been a model uh, Louisville citizen. And. Since he, he's gotten here, and especially this season. I couldn't be more proud of the guy. Absolutely. Really and he even looks like a model lately. I was going to give him credit. Yeah, Every yeah, interview I, I see, he looks really well-dressed. His hair looks good, I'm telling you. He's, he's got to get that gray situation. He's, Everything's he's, gray. Let's see some color, Coach. Oh, I don't know. I'm seeing the button-downs under the sweaters, a la Ty Smith. He's been <laughs> oh, looking good. So credit yeah, to him on the fashion, him some pointers, too. I, think. I feel like he's been dressing up lately. So Well-deserved, uh, especially the role Let's not forget his sidekick, and, and Coach will love this shout-out to his boy, uh, Danny Cruz. Yeah, the one who's really the one who's really doing the work behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I'm sure Daniel like that. They don't listen to this. I hope they don't. And they, Coach they Budnick and, and 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 Ben Hulesman, who I love on Twitter, and everybody that is making that making the boys play so well. Yeah. I mean, shout out. That's the beauty as well of being an assistant coach because early in the year, nobody's blaming Danny and the assistants. <laughs> right, right. Well. So, uh, yeah, so and to no, think that we were bottom of the group, you know, and it's just. Uh, yeah. Danny's going to be a head coach pretty soon. I have to believe that. I don't think we're going to be able to hang on to him for very much longer. He's got a lot of, a lot. Whoa, passion. Whoa, whoa. No, we're I not talking about Ben Taylor. This is not. It's not about. That's a that's a that's a postseason conversation. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to hear that. Stuff. Well, I'm just saying we got it for right now. He's still under contract. <laughs> So let's talk. You want to talk St. Louis? So next round, they let's go. pulled it out again very late. Uh, was it an extra time? I can't remember. It was, uh, in, it it was, was an extra injury time. time at the end of the game, right? It was 90, oh, it wasn't an extra 94th time. 94th minute. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. wild. Man, uh, the very St. Louis way to win. Uh, heartbreaker for Hartford, although I don't feel that bad for him. Um, but great for them. I mean, I'm ex- yeah. I'm excited. I'm not excited to play the same team for the fifth time in one calendar no, year. No, that's awful, guys. No, it I'm does, so, it I'm does sorry. suck. But it wouldn't. It, it would have been. I would have said the same thing if it was Indy. So it's not like it's a St. Louis specific mm-hmm. complaint. No, but it was it's just Indy the nature or of the beast. Whoever in our group. I mean, it just it's it's awful. Yeah. We've already we've we've already had to dominate them. How many times? I mean, well, dominate is a, is a generous term two, in a couple of instances. One. But yeah. yeah, that's true. It's been a lot. Clo- it's been 
we've only dominated them once. Yeah. Out of the, out of the four. When we did the three-five-two thus far, and and probably got by the skin of our teeth on the two, on on the the win. The, and the last the one we had, we tied them one-one, yeah. but you know, our, they they yeah. were the better team, according to Coach Hackworth. They were the better team. I don't, I don't think that's unfair that tie, to say. You know, yeah. they're they are tough. They're a lot tough. This is their, you know, sadly for them, their best season they've had, probably the best season they've ever had. And I don't think anybody would argue about that. Yeah, it's the first time they've made the playoffs since they've been in the big leagues, right? They made it. In well, the second, JV. they made, they made it, it in the JV league, right? Oh, he's talking about the West. Okay, yeah, sure. yeah. So, uh, I hear you. I hear since you. they've been in the big leagues, I so but I will say, on balance of the highlights I saw, Hartford probably count themselves a little unlucky, because if you look at the the chances, I they did. When have we some talk chances. about our they game did. now. We yes. had the quality chances. Hartford had a number of quality chances. They were they wide didn't take. open a couple times. Uh, I agree. So you know, good on St. Louis sticking in there, hanging in there, not letting one in, and, and catching them late with the sucker punch. But from the highlights I saw, but not the literal punch. I That's feel. <laughs> I feel pretty yeah, good about our opportunity this weekend. No yes. I feel like, you know, they've had a good run to make the playoffs. I feel like they're playing with house money a little bit, but I think, I really feel like the quality of us will shine through this week at home. Uh, and I think we've, uh, I think we've got more than enough to take care of them. I, I really do. We really do, especially riding, you know, so long as the, I don't know, I don't know what would interrupt our momentum, but we just are flying right now. I mean, there's no other way to put it playing really good soccer right? so sure. I, mean, yeah, I mean it's it's just it's, it's hard, hard not it's hard not to be gonna, confident yeah but that doesn't mean that this isn't going to be a difficult game i mean it's no, a playoff it game i don't care who it is it's going to be challenging uh and this is a team that knows us well you know like hackworth said in his press conference i think earlier this week he's like there's nothing yes that we watched got that up. lance uh, no i excuse well, me sort yeah. of <laughs> uh no the courage earlier that's probably why i watched it uh <laughs> You know, they he's you know he basically said there's not a whole lot that either of us have up our sleeves. And when you play the same team four times, there's you're kind of you run out of stuff, right? You gotta be. It's hard to think that you can just switch it to something that you that unless they've got something in their back pocket they're saving for. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, no, that, I, that there's no way they've had they, their lives have been on the line for the last month. It's not like football where you got a 50 page playbook, right? You got. That's uh, that's the smallest plague I've ever heard of. Oh yeah. right, right. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. You're it's right not there. you know. Yeah, there's only there's there. only a few different formations and and tactical schemes that we can all uh, master or attempt to master within the season, right? But so this is a game where the battle in the midfield is going to determine who wins it. And I, you know, we have had a, we've had success doing that. We've had and then we've had some tough times doing that. Um, but I I think that's really the key to this whole game. Uh. You know, if you can't spring Rivas, you can't spring Cicerone, then they don't. I don't think they've got a whole lot to to do. Uh, you figure out a way to counter Wall Fall, uh, yeah. and you know you're doing all right. Now that's not an easy thing to do. He's a very good, very good player. Uh, I'm always impressed with him. And you know, Kavita and Fink will be in this game, and they're they're both having you know basically the best years of their careers. Um, Kyle Gregg is a yeah. Is he's a, a, some we got to pay you attention. You know, to. veteran up front. That, yeah. That scored an offsides goal. You know, I don't know who scored the other offsides goal back in St. Louis the last time. Yeah, I don't remember. But we got I think it was. I think it was yeah. Kadeem, if I had to guess. Was Just it Kadeem? Shot in the dark. Well, it's. Was it offside, Kadeem? You, you, <laughs> you're, you're. We're gonna face a more, uh, a better offense, than is Pittsburgh. I can't believe I'm saying that yeah, necessarily, I'm, but because how many goals Pittsburgh scored? Yeah, like and, forty or something. You know, so and their goal differential is crazy, yeah. but. I think the St. Louis offense poses probably more threats 
What do you think, Roberto? Yeah, I don't know. Um, last time we played them at home, we really handled them pretty, we really pretty easily. We it was played very well. Complete performance, we yeah, said. Yeah, we I played think very that was well. We, I felt like so, we never got out of well, that was yeah. KC, but yeah, I mean, we didn't have the triangles up and down the field. It was three nothing. So keep in mind that the games where they've had more possession and more territorial advantage have tended to be. At their They're place. They're far better at home, so for sure. Yeah. That's true. I just like us at home. I like us to repeat that kind of dominance. Um, I think They're bringing like 50 or 100 people down here, apparently, from what I've been really? hearing. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Patrick, yeah. that's not nice. Whoa, but uh, but overall, though, I just think at home, I think we're going to have too much for them this weekend. Um, I like us, especially if we get an early goal. We can open them up. It's the same old story. I think we, we take them apart, but... Yeah, we'll just be interested to see tactically yeah. whether they come out and try and play spoiler and do what they did last weekend, you know, hang in there, keep it tight. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a really interesting tactical uh, battle this weekend, I think. You want to do predictions now or you want to save it for last? Pat, Ty's probably got to go at some point, so let's do it now. I've got I got 2 Little City. I feel pretty good about this game. I'm going to say 3-1. I'm going to say uh, nice, comfortable victory. Probably 2-1 up late, and then they push forward and we get a third just to put the cherry on top of the, the Sunday. Mm. Nostra Timus over here. He's the one who knows what all the scores are. Yeah. I mean, oh, gosh. I didn't say he's a comfortable 2-0, but I think it's going to be 2-0. <laughs> Silence isn't good on the radio. Talk. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I think we win. I think it's another, you know, I'm a homer. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to. I'm not going to predict anything else. You just predicting a little city win. Yeah, absolutely. That's fair. That's. I think that's yeah. probably the better approach. Ty's lost his nerve after getting two weeks in a row. He got it right. He hasn't. Well, he he's was re- off last he's week. Refused he refused to, to relax. What did I get? Did I get the exact score right too? Two weeks you did, and then the week after you refused to answer, and then you missed last week. So yeah, I don't know. You lost your nerve. Appear. Oh, so the but the last time I was on, I refused to answer. You refused to answer. Okay, so I'm I'm sticking with that. That's a good mojo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's talk. It's just the re- so hard to do predictions. I'm not a big fan of the predictions. Honestly, oh, I, I, I mean, I, I've I never like expressed that on Barrel Proof, but we, I never, just because I'm kind of, I'm such a homer. Like I would never predict anything other than like a five zero nothing win, right? Well, so I just, I'm much more negative than you. So I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, it's rare I predict a loss, but that it has happened. Uh, We've got journalistic integrity. I'm very neutral on it. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Let's talk uh, other results. Tampa Bay uh, outlasts Birmingham, which was – I think I got most of my predictions last week right, by the way. Uh, Tampa Bay right. beats Birmingham. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte loses to uh, Basically Charleston. all chalk in the Eastern Conference, right, More other less. than Hartford? Yeah. Or, well, uh, it means a product Charleston of the fact that that group was trash. Sorry, they, they were. What Who's is it? that? E-F-G-H. Group – whatever group that uh, Charlotte and – uh, North Carolina and Birmingham were in Charlotte and Birmingham, Charlotte, Birmingham, yeah. and Atlanta United too. That was that was, and then Tampa and and Tampa Charleston was in the group. had a pretty. It know, wasn't a very good group either. Not necessarily a good group. So, but uh, I didn't have a whole. I mean, I was you know Charlotte, great season, but I was not surprised to see them go out. You know, Enzo Martinez did Enzo Martinez things. They still lost the game. Uh, Charleston is a good team. And Tampa good. is a good team, but I'll tell you what, I like us against either one of them in a in a conference semifinal. Should we get the or conference finals? And that's an interesting yeah. matchup. The, you know, Charleston's beat Tampa Bay three times. I know that's yeah. what I'm saying. And so they got Tampa. You know, they're it's playing LA, again, which is wild. I mean, you just don't know what's going to happen in a fifth Charleston, game, a once fifth again, matchup of teams. No one talks about them. They are they are still good. Mike Anheuser, I don't know how he does it year in year out. Puts a roster of people that no no one talks about together, 
and they win, and they still win games and win win playoff games. And, and that Tampa game, if you if you saw it, was was a roller coaster. Oh yeah, they were down. They were, they were up two, two, and two, 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 four, yeah. two, and wow. they scored. Tampa scored some goals, like some really two, great like, strikes. Within like a minute and a half of each other towards the end of the game. I yeah, think it was seventy. Lucky and Casana getting the third, getting the one that gave him the lead back. Great header again. He that's one thing he was always good at. He yeah. is a good header of the ball. He's really good. Was it near fair. post? Was it near post? I didn't see his goal. Cross from the right hand side. Just but he, met it well. Yeah. Yeah. In off the, the post at the near post. He was running at the near post. Yeah. He gets there first. Yeah. Yeah. Very good goal. He's strong, dude. I, I like Lucky. And, oh, we love, we love Lucky. I yeah. mean, we and that was off the bench we'll too. Take, I think it was his f- first touch, maybe off the bench. It was. Oh wow. The media impact he oh, made. Yeah, he came in for Tejada or something like that. Yeah. Really well. So. And then obviously Charleston went to overtime with their win, so they've had to work hard for that on that's, the road. That's Charleston, man. That's yeah. just, they don't make it. It's never pretty, but it works with them. Out west. Um, either way, we're hosting if we win, so I'm not. I'm not worried about either of those teams. No. Let, so let's talk out west briefly. Uh, El Paso, out last. I think it was Los Dos. Phoenix handballs their way past uh, Reno's got Republic. Los Dos. I think Reno beat oh, Reno Los Dos four one. I mean, they crushed them. Yeah, right? It was not close. I was thinking LA might give them a game. Which is, LA's had a good season, so you know it's, it's a little it's bit. One of the upsets bummer, I was kind of maybe, but Reno but Reno's really good. Fellas is good. Yeah. I mean, they're the leaders in the league. They got some guys that we remember: Corey Herzog from uh-huh, Pittsburgh, yeah, Christian good. Francois from Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Um, They've got some. I think Chris. We, no, Chris Weehan's at. Is Weehan at? Uh, he's at El. Pass. He's at New Mexico. New Mexico, that's right. Uh, they uh, they beat whoever they had. I forgot. So it's a uh, little controversy on that one. Arena or so, sorry, uh, New Mexico. Another issue. New Mexico beat. Uh, they beat. Did they beat? Who did they beat? It doesn't but matter. It was a close. Oh no! Hit. They did, are they? Did they beat, they beat San, San, uh, San Antonio? Antonio? Yeah. One zero. Well, that on was a, on a goal that. I did Everybody pre- is disputing online. I don't know. I I, I did predict that though, because San Antonio had failed, kind of pulled an indie where they had a good season, but just failed to adapt to defensive strategies against their offense and just kind of sputtered around a little bit towards the end of the season. It, you know, they won games, but it wasn't ever. Well, all they that went convincing. in on a two-game or three-game losing streak, yeah. or yeah. something. Yeah, and you know, just couldn't get the ship righted. So, uh, bummer for them, but I still, you know. We may never play San Antonio, but <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, so I don't feel too uh, terrible. But I like I like the four that are left over there. It'll be interesting games this weekend. Yeah, I mean, yeah. screw Pitt, screw Phoenix. I hope they lose. And then <laughs> Phoenix too. scores on a on a Maradona two point They're calling uh, it. Right? I mean, I that's mean, being generous. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. all know my opinion on the West. I make it fairly clear. But the only <laughs> thing I was looking for with the top seeds to go down because I'm looking for hosting when we inevitably march through the East and get to the final. Karma's got to catch and up. Unfortunately, with, with that didn't happen this weekend, right? All the teams who were ahead of us in the in the pecking order, unfortunately, have made it through. So, yeah, fingers crossed this weekend. Um, Reno's got Phoenix and. Uh, New Mexico's got uh, El Paso. El Paso. Yeah, that'll be the more fun and game. And El Paso looks too. good, too, guys. I they're think not bad. They're I'm not, not bad. I'm, I'm not wanting to see El Paso in the finals. I think they're going to be a tough tough out as well, potentially. I mean, whoever whoever it is, I, I, I'm I not – I'll worry about it when we get there. But I, if Phoenix gets knocked out, I'll feel a little bit more comfortable. Let's put it that way. Reno's good, too, though. That's, that's, a, that's a good shout. Um, other USL news. Uh, there are three – uh, Pat, Ty's got to run, which is, makes sense. He's got he's got important business business to do. Bye, Ty. Patrick's he's trying to get Ty that. to talk, and Ty's <laughs> just walking away. Uh, so Jeff Reuter and uh, actually Phil Grooms at Beautiful Game Network and other places, uh, St. Louis Soccer Today or something like that. Anyway, 
if you listen to the USL show, you know who Phil is, reported this week that uh, Timbers 2 are folding operations, uh, and then two other two other clubs, Orlando City B, the Sea Cows, the Manatees, are going to be discontinuing, and then there's one other team that I can't remember. Oh, uh, Union 2, who you know made the playoffs two years in a row and then decided they didn't care that much about a second team and made it visibly apparent when they left Lehigh Valley and then named their team Union 2. Uh, anyway, they're not going to be in uh, the championship next year. No one is sad to see any of those teams go. Um, however, it is confirmed that Seattle is going to continue to play, or excuse me, Tacoma Defiance will stay in the league. I imagine that the teams that have had success will probably stick around because it benefits them. Uh, I think a prime example of that would be New York Red Bulls too. Yeah, Tyler Adams and Aaron Long, who they developed, and there's other players. Florian Velo uh, was a longtime uh, Baby Bulls player that is now playing a lot of minutes for their senior team. Uh, then you've got uh, uh, Real Monarchs, who had a bad year this year, but mm-hmm. you know they signed three guys from their USL team to their senior team last year. Yeah. Uh, so there's and then Los Dos is kind of re-examining, and I, they've got some good, some really smart people out there yeah. re-examining how they. Uh, are, are looking at their two team, but Los Osos are the first one in the league uh, from MLS, and I th- they're going to stick around. Yeah. I'm sure. There's so you know, there's, it kind of sparks a big debate about you know how much do we need these guys? A lot, a lot of people say not at all. I don't necessarily agree. <laughs> um, we, we we may fall on a different side of the coin on this one. And on the same token, there was an article in the Athletic, I guess today or yesterday, that the MLS is again launching uh, the reserve about the reserve league in 2021. Right. Which for me might be the the death knell for two teams in USL. Which, from my perspective, I'll be very honest. I believe the USL should be an independent club league myself because, at the end of the day, when you're looking at the product on the field, year in year out, it's independent clubs that traditionally are the top. You sure. get one or two outliers every year. Well, one mean, or two teams. In fairness, Red Bulls won the title three years ago, yeah, or four years the ago, next, you know, and then Real Monarchs win, and then there yeah. were two years in a row where SKC and two. And very made it to rarely, the though, do they maintain it on the long term. That's and any time you watch a game and the 700 fans, what they list, which is really 55 fans in the stadium, it's not a great look for the league, I, in my opinion. I can I agree. <clears throat> I think it, that their presence does, in certain circumstances, cheapen the competition a little bit. Yep. I get that. I think that's a valid point. And if you want but to, co- but they, you know, from ML, from their perspective, they're trying to get as much as good a competition as they can for guys yeah, that I just aren't on the cusp. In my perspective, but if you're just running nineteen-year-olds out there, well, then yeah. Yeah, you my perspective, leave. Taylor, is I care zero percent about the health of the MLS when I'm talking about the USL. I, no, I understand that. So for me, I think if you have a league that's a little bit smaller, even, or if you have a league with more opportunities to grow and more of these other markets that currently don't have a team that can fill the vacuum left by the two teams, I think that ultimately will be stronger for the league. If you get some markets that maybe they don't have a stadium like ours, and maybe they don't get 10,000 folks a game, but if you get a nice little community stadium with five, 6,000 a game from a new market, I'd much rather have that than playing in an empty Sporting Kansas City stadium in front of 25 people. The the only counterpoint I'll, I'll make to that is that for the teams that do it right, the New Yorks, the RSLs, the occasionally the SKCs, and SKC had some good players. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those kids are going to be MLS players, and which means that in several most circumstances they're better than the players in our league. Uh, so you know you'd rather play against the best competition that you could. Now that doesn't obviously not every MLS two team fits that bill, but some do, and I'd hate to see the ones that are doing it right excluded because MLS makes them do it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like I said, I, does it? It's not a fun viewing experience when you watch a game with 700 fans there. That sucks. There, you know, some of the teams that are pulling out, I feel like that they, they think that they're just not getting a return on investment. Their investment, they didn't invest enough to begin with yeah. because they didn't try and market the market their second team as something different, something that you should pay attention to, something you should care about at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's on them. Like there's some clubs that have done that. To, you know, Seattle being an example. Uh, Reno is basically San Jose's two team, and they draw fairly yeah. well out west. You know, there's so there are ways to the, do it. The other thing to think about too is, from my from my perspective, and maybe this is less common in the U.S. today, but think about how it was in the beginning with our affiliate relationship with Orlando. What I'd like to see is. For me, in a league with more independence, but where the MLS teams have a willingness to loan out players, yeah, they don't, know, they won't, they yeah, won't do it. So they won't do I it. don't know why not. What what makes them so special that they don't do what the rest of the world does? It's it's a, there's two reasons, and I, I agree with you. I think it, it makes perfect sense. And there's, I mean, we've got a lo- MLS loanee in our roster. You know, the best striker yeah, in the league. Yeah, sure you know, thing. Something to pay attention to. Um, you know, I just think there's a lot of mistrust. I think there are uh, GMs that are paying more attention, like looking basically myopic in the sense that they're only focusing on the 23, 26 guys that they've got and not mm-hmm. worried about the ones that can't seem to make the roster the bench and what's best for them. Yeah, you um, think about, think about you know, I'm biased towards sometimes the English league because I'm more familiar with it, but sure. think about Chelsea right oh now gosh. and last year. You've Lone got Tammy Kings. Abraham, you've got Mason Mount. You Matt know where, those, you know where they, those guys cut their teeth was at Derby County. It was at Aston Villa in the, the championship yeah, in yeah, England. Yeah. And they got top-level competitive uh, soccer. They got to play in the playoff finals, the playoff final round. What happens the next year when Frank Lampard takes over at Chelsea? He brings those guys in who have suddenly got 35 games of first-team football under their belt. They come in and they set the world on fire. Really, you look at Mason Mount, yeah. both and Abraham, both England internationals yeah. now. So those guys need a chance. So I just, not to, you know, again, my goal is not to drive the value of MLS clubs up or help their roster. But from a U.S. soccer perspective, you can get a model where LA Galaxy or maybe more regionally, say FCC. I know as much we got Ben Lunt as well, just as an example. Yeah, yeah. But if they're comfortable bringing a couple of their younger guys in and say, go play at Loose City for a year you probably have a chance to get some minutes and be meaningful. Um, that can be good for the development of the entire game in the U.S. It helps our product, and it ultimately helps their product. I think it's a fair argument. This, and this is a this is a fun one that, we, frankly, we could spend all kinds of time and never Maybe a good on. off-season topic as yeah, well. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, um, I see you looking. Have we got some Asparo proof? Got? I, oh, I've got lots of Asparo Oh, I love it. sure. Uh, that there wasn't some other fun stuff I was talking about. No, I think those are the main things we talked about. Uh, aside from, uh, was it Santa? Um, I'll go one thing while you're looking. College Cup announced. Yeah. Uh, what, 20, what year was it? 23? Yeah. Uh, Lynn Family Stadium. That's awesome to see. Um, despite some of the challenges in NCAA college soccer right now, which I know there's a lot of debate about what that structure should look like in the future. I think for now, in a full season model, it is what it is. Uh, but really good event to have in the city, and I think we'll support it well as a city, knowing what we are, what we do for U of L and University of Kentucky. That'll be great. Local I'd teams. Go to watch some college stuff games. Yeah, absolutely. Fun. Good okay. for the stadium. Yep. All right, let's do some mass barrel proof, uh, and I'll dive right into it. The first one is from Brandon at Condra B, who's a frequent contributor. Thank you, Brandon, for all the free content that you give to us. Uh, yep. And he asks, with MLS announcing they are starting a reserve league, Philly two, Portland two, and Orlando two are announcing they're leaving USL. I'd assume there are more on the way out. Will you miss any of the two teams? I mean, the ones that are announced, no, I will not. I will not miss them. So 
I'm sure. I know. We know Robbie's. <laughs> yeah, I think I made we've myself already, we've already clear. Basically, beat that point <laughs> to the ground. Uh, the second question we've got from uh, Profe Sapienza, our good friend Phil, Doctor Phil. Oh, gosh, sorry, sorry, Profe. I will never call you that again. <laughs> uh, he asks, "What food item or local fare would you like to see added to Lynn Family Stadium?" Ooh, I have yet to eat at the stadium. That is a great because question. Of COVID. That is a great question, and I do eat at the stadium because elephant I'm ears. a fat I'm go with pig. Um, and I will I say the the barbecue stand is probably my favorite right yeah. now. Uh, what do they call it? The it's got a locally branded name. I apologize, I can't remember. Um, oh, that's a great question. Though. Shelby, what would we Shelby like Grill to Road. That no, that's the other one, right? Isn't that some butcher town thing too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember. Yeah, so uh, great question though. Gosh, I'm glad hometown pizza's in. Longtime supporter of the club. My dad is a big fan. He's yep. he's he's much prefers it to Papa John's. Yeah, that's that, that's been a good addition. Shaquille's uh, in, Shaquille O'Neal's own Papa John's pizza. Gosh, that is a great question. Papa Shaq. Um, gosh, help me out here. I'm no, like, I don't have any answers. I, I said elephant question. ears, and I stand by it. I miss having ATG at the stadium. Oh, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they do have the retitled pills on tap, though, which is they good do, to see. They do, they um, do. Which I tend to get, and I always confuse them when I say, can I have a retitled pills instead of an against the grain? So I, I like the bourbon slushies, gosh. which are right near where I sit. Oh. Those are great. Yeah, Ty's a big fan of those. Yeah, I'll speak they, for him. Yeah, that's pretty great. Uh, my, and my wife is a fan of the whatever vodka magic they do at but that same what's stand. what's so. not in there that should be is a great question. Gosh, I'm going to have to come back to that one. I, I, like I said, I... Great question. I haven't eaten anything, which is you can whatever. I, I'll my own reasons. Uh, and then Kenny Alward follows that up uh, at Kenny Alward, uh, new host of uh, the In the House podcast, Scouts' House. High five, Kenny. Asks uh, which former Louisville City player would you most want for this playoff run? Mm. That's a hard question to answer. Frankly, I'd have that to. That is a tough I, question. I, I, he I, he said that before, and my first thought was Matt Fondy, but that's kind of unnecessary, just because I like Matt Fondy. That's the only reason. Well, um, I'd have to say Kyle Smith. Just the consistency Kyle was like like Kyle, Kyle Smith always right. brought it, and I feel like as years went on, he would grow into the role. I do think right fullback's a spot that we have pretty good strength in right now, so I don't know that from a plus-minus perspective it would add a lot, but I just know you could always rely on Kyle uh, in the playoffs. To, I mean, there's to bring Mark, it. but then our who would he good. replace? I can't, right. add, you know, I, I, which is ridiculous. He's, <laughs> he's an MLS all-star. Uh, so he, I'm sure you could find a place for him. Mark's a great example, yeah. though, of a player that found his kind of found his feet at the higher level. Right. Because I'll say Mark was a good player for us, but I he never thought never, he was the best player. Yeah, no, he team. never yeah. was an all-out. He started sometimes, not always. Never set the world on fire. Was always looked tidy. But then he got to the MLS and maybe just a different, slightly different style of play. Maybe it's personal motivation. I don't know. But he definitely took his game to the next oh, level sure. as he stepped up a level. And some players do that. So good for him. Yeah, but I, I think the the best answer may be Kyle. But I'll tell you what, man. We haven't mentioned his name yet on this show uh, today. Pat McMahon constantly gets counted out mm-hmm. and undervalued. And he has done nothing but turn in performance after performance after performance this season. Uh, can't be high enough on the guy yeah it, 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 so you know that's that's absolutely. all I really say about absolutely that. That, i'd say greg as well one of the players you know yeah. i think we're lucky with ben ben's a good good young goalkeeper i definitely always felt very confident with with greg ranjitsing between the sticks oh, for sure. um but again no no complaints for ben he's he's done well okay uh our good friend evan floyd also hops in and asks 
if you were guaranteed to win this week, or excuse me, let me back this up. I didn't say it correctly. If you were guaranteed that this weekend would be a win, would you rather win with epic late game heroics like <laughs> Hopeno versus Indy or with comprehensive destruction like putting five goals on Cincinnati? All day long. <laughs> Patrick's, day long. Patrick's, Patrick's, Patrick's got his hand up, the, the Sean Reynolds five. <laughs> Man, I don't know. That's a hard one because I would feel bad about just destroying St. Louis. No, you wouldn't. I mean, Middles, you're a big softy. <laughs> I'm uh, a sentimental uh, guy. Give me a break. I will say the most memorable games. If you think, I'm not a Liverpool fan, but think about their Champions League final victory from 3 0 down at halftime against AC Milan. You think about us at Indy. You think there is a, a emotional release in a comeback, in a game where. You feel like you're out, and you 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 turn it around. So, I'd say crush them is actually the answer. But I think from a memorable, emotional perspective, we talk about it more, those yeah. comebacks stick with you a little longer. <sighs> yeah, I mean, just like uh, PDP's header at the Pittsburgh game last. last yeah, year. man, that, that was, was something. incredible. I mean, that was something. I, Lancaster's I winner in the. Uh, that what about your amazing. first USL Cup? Late winner. Yeah. I was, uh, I almost, I'll tell you what, in terms of, it depends on what you ma- what matters more to you. If what matters more to you is building towards another championship, uh, then the answer is 5-0. If the answer is, you know, being, you know, having some, you know, respect for all the things that St. Louis has meant to us and meant to the league and the fact that they're going to be gone, then the answer is Hopeno. So, you know. Who do you care more about, I guess, is what it comes down to. And if that's the answer, then I'm afraid I have to say the 5-0, but I'm no. not happy about saying no. it. So you make us feel guilty now for wanting <laughs> to crush them. I, don't, I didn't say I liked what I was saying. <laughs> uh, the last question. Oh, crud, I just lost it. Where did it go? I'm looking at the wrong account. Uh, oh, it was uh, – I'll paraphrase it also from Profe Sapienza. Is, uh, is Phoenix the FC Cincinnati of USL now? <laughs> I say no. Uh Though mainly because I have a little bit less experience with them and their fans, they seem. I, my, my main interaction with Phoenix people has been through Twitter and the internet, and they're not nearly as annoying, obnoxious, or self-righteous as FC Cincinnati fans are slash were. They're not are now because they're terrible. He also didn't ask uh, about the fans, Taylor. No, but that, that's uh, part and parcel. That's of the true. Whole deal. That's true. To be fair to Phoenix, they probably achieved more in the USL than FCC oh, ever for did. Sure. That is true. FCC had a uh, a sense of achievement for doing Lack nothing more than selling cheap tickets and having a lot of fans in the stands. So, uh, Spend a lot of money on players, too. I think the villainy aspect to some extent in the of recent times is the only way I would kind of see it. But to be fair to FCC, no, I think v- very different scales. I think FCC were a much better better club overall, if we're being honest. So, no, yeah, they're not there yet. No, they, they're not. I mean, they haven't just... Like... FC, and even then, I think FC, uh, anyway, I, I get on that <laughs> one. I, I, uh, they're, they're their own kind of awful. Uh, not quite the intolerable kind of awful just yet, but I'm sure they're on the cusp. All right, guys, that's all I got uh, for Asperal Proof. We got no Cooper stuff other than uh, if you still haven't gotten your scarf, you can email Matt at matt at louisvillecoopers.com. Uh, if you have complaints about the quality of the show or, or anything else, you can also email Matt at LouisvilleCoopers.com. <laughs> he cares. <laughs> he does care. Uh, we've got – we'll have two more shows before the uh, – you know, we, well, I'm pre- man, I'm getting ahead of myself. We don't know what's going to happen this weekend other than we will probably win and make yet another conference final. Uh, and then there's, you know, 
the outcome of that. And then we've got an you know off season. We got racing Louisville that's going to start ramping up real good. And I really want to hear from uh, uh, Brianna Roby Arkenberg about about all that because she is much more plugged in. Christy Holly uh, is on the most recent episode of In the House, I think, with Lee Nevis and uh, the Louisville Legion, Lavender Legion, excuse me. Uh, and so we should that's get a, guests, Taylor. We sh- maybe people Patrick, will listen. You're the producer. You're, that's not my job. It is. I'm making your job. Oh. I believe that is the definition of the producer's job. <laughs> <laughs> Forget All right, guys. <laughs> that'll do it. Uh, tweet us if you really like us at at Barrelproof FC on Twitter. Uh, and we'll hopefully catch you guys after uh, an assured victory next week. Vamos Morados, everybody. Come on, city. Let's Come on. go.